Hi there, Ome, and welcome back to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast, a Shadowrun 4th Edition actual play podcast. Jammed her on over here and take a listen to a very special episode, our 29th in fact. This is a solo session with Kat, who is playing as the Dryad Deandre, spelled D-I-E-N-D-R-E, which pronunciation I am certainly massacring. She is described as having green-brown skin with patterns like vines running all over her body, with hair that changes with the season, usually in a long braid that rests around her shoulders. If one looked into her eyes, they would imagine them a reflection of a clear pool of water at night. Her typical wear is a trench coat that looks worn from long use and seems like it once had patches and badges. Her other street wearer is a vintage-style white office shirt and a green tie with black pants and what seems to be steel-toed work boots. Her face shows more ears than her jeans will allow, and one of her ears appears to be clipped like someone tried to cut it off with a knife. But she wears her scars proudly. In this episode, Deandra, Ice, and Rigor Mortis attempt to find respite after the jailbreak and escape through the Barrens. Unfortunately, they end up in Snohomish, a part of Seattle that turns out to be less than welcoming to elves and ice alike. The past attempts to catch up to ice, and Deandra puts her specialized gear to good use. It's really whiz that you are joining us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please tell your friends and leave us a positive review. We are available on most podcast services, YouTube, iTunes, etc. You can also find a link to our Discord server in the podcast description and on the YouTube channel. We would love to hear from you, and we share a lot of in-game pay data there as well, such as maps, intros, fluff, and character stories. Before we get on with the show, I have a question for you, Chemers. How important is a transcript of a podcast you are listening to? If it is important, why? Let us know on our Discord, please. Thank you again, Chemers. Don't forget, watch your back, conserve your ammo. If the Johnson promises you more Nguyen than the run is worth, you're being set up and never, ever make a deal with the dragon. Calling this session, this episode, Ice and Deandra make a stand. So you check into the Sheraton in Snohomish on 2nd and Maple. It has obviously seen better days. The parking lot is nearly empty and the Sheraton sign flickers irritatingly. The clerk at the desk has seen better days as well. The ratty looking human male looks you up and down as you enter over a small over small reading glasses, then turns demonstratively to Ice, and for a second you expect him to say, 
no elves allowed. But then he gets a good look at ice. Make a perception check. Dylan's perception. Cool thing about this is I don't have to specify who should make a perception check. Yep, three. You see that the clerk, it seems like he's recognized ice and you see a dawning respect that borders on fear as he looks at ice. He smells of sweat and booze. He fumbles for a tablet and stylus when he realizes that ice is not augmented and says, you're the party of three that just made the reservation. I'm going to need a signature right here, sir. No need for your sins. Ice takes the tablet and signs with the stylus, but doesn't say anything. The clerk seems to be nervous and sweating in spite of the chill in the lobby. He hands Ice a keycard. Third floor, number 305. Take the elevator up and turn right. It'll be on your left. He smiles nationally and waves his hand around the lobby. No amenities, I'm afraid. You need anything, you'll have to order out. He hands Ice a physical card. The closest that delivers, he says with some emphasis. Uh, make another perception check. Four. Nice. Ginger's a very perceptive person. Yep, and also my luck is just demonstrably better when no one else is here. It looks like just a plain white paper card, and you see that there is a telecom number written on it. Um, you can make another perception check at this point, and if you have any gang knowledge skills, you can add those dice. I do not have any gang knowledge skills, so I'm just going to roll perception again. Three. As the ice and the clerk exchange, or exchange the uh, the card, you see that they are making some kind of hand signal. Um, very likely, you know, from your law enforcement experiences, you think that that's probably some kind of gang sign that they're making. Uh, I, I think D&D knows better than to chuckle in this sort of situation, but if it were any other sort of place, D&D would have chuckled here at, at Ice making gang signs with some ratty hotel owner or hotel clerk. Alright, are you make, doing anything else while you're still in the lobby? Are you saying anything? I think I think Dear's gonna knows that this is probably the best opportunity for her to stay quiet in the lobby. She can have her peace of mind when she gets into the uh, the elevator. Um, but I think she's taken out her like uh, her what's it called? Ah, I forgot things. Um, I was supposed to say f- her comlink and has like started basically trying to power it down, which she's probably done before. Okay, interesting. Uh, what what gear did? she have with her um so i probably have everything that i didn't i haven't marked my kit but i need to at some point i probably have everything that is like my spy gear which would be um my jammer tag eraser um some of my like spy gear stuff lace cigarettes um i have med kit in my bag um and i have my what is it? My uh, camouflage suit on. Okay. And you're carrying your usual weaponry? Yes. As are Ice and uh, Rigor Mortis is obviously not carrying anything. He might be. Rigor Mortis might actually be carrying your bag from the motorcycle. Um, I, I handed Rigor Mortis my gun while we were on the motorcycle, my uh, Cold Man Hunter. So he has that. Um, 
Otherwise, also still wearing the head jammer. Yeah. Otherwise, I think Deandre just has her basic two swords on her hip. One that has a very clean, almost un, uh, like, uh, designed pommel that looks like almost a practice practice fencing sword, and one that is not very ornamented but well ornamented. Okay. So uh, you get into the elevator, and the door closes. Well, I had something to say, but I forgot about it. I think Deandre would actually say that. Like the, like say to Ice and uh, Morty, I guess. I thought about something to say while we were in there. Wisecrack, maybe. But I don't remember what it is. I guess I'm getting old. Okay, <sighs> make another perception check, please. One. Okay. Ice seems a little distracted, as does Rigor Mortis. Um... After you say that, he looks at you and says, I have a bad feeling about this, Deandre. The clerk recognized me somehow from my days in the Humanist Club. Maybe it's those tattoos. Rigor mortis snorts. Ice looks at you with concern. That was a long time ago, but I have a feeling all of the ghosts of the past are coming back for one last dance. Maybe they branded you a martyr and you're a walking Saint Celestine. I don't know. I doubt it's going to be that... Uh, I think you and Rigamore should probably bail out the back. I'll stay and buy you some time, but I have a feeling something bad's coming our way. I mean, what kind of trouble are you in, Ice? What kind of deep shit have you dragged up on our table? Well, I wasn't in any trouble until we came to Snohomish. I'm not sure. It was a long time ago, like I said, but <clears throat> I have a feeling there are still people here who remember me. But do those people that remember you want you dead? Very likely, and probably you as well. Mm. Well, we can't leave you to get killed, so, to get iced. So, um, unless you're gonna sneak out the back with us, I'd rather stay here. We'll have better chances together. Your Mortis looks at you and Ice and says, Yeah, you're not getting off that easy, Ice. No cheap redemption. I'm gonna get mine first. You wanna share with the group? Or you're just gonna leave it there, Morty? Well, Ice is, uh, Ice owes me an explanation. He's not going to get to go out and blaze of glory and try to redeem himself for his past mistakes. Well, how about we sit down and have a talk first? Then you can beat him over the head with whatever you'd like. Oh, well, there's plenty I'm going to beat him over the head with. It's sort of amusing to you, actually, because Ice is, you know, a good foot taller than rigor mortis, a good 20, 25 centimeters taller than rigor mortis. And you know, probably twice as twice the mass of rigor mortis. The, the elevator door opens, and the the directions to the room are just as the clerk described. Um, the hotel doesn't look any better up here. The cheap carpet is threadbare and dirty, and the lights are dim. Rigor mortis looks up and down and says, "Charming, please take me back." Well, if um, if it's any consolation, you can just take off your head jammer, and. Um... You won't have to worry about being taken back or subpar hotel rooms again. He reaches up and touches the head jammer and says, Oh, Frag, is that what that is? I was wondering why you guys were making me wear this. Yep. I think, um, I think it's the same thing the last guy had. Damn, that thing hurt like a bitch. Last guy? Yeah, um, what was his name? The the go-go-go in the police. Ice looks at Rigor Mortis and says, Van Housen. Well, um, Warehouse Alliance, or 
someone, uh, set his head to explode the second he gave him away. Um, so, if you ever want to explode, just be our guest. Uh, although, I think Ice might have some trouble with that one. Mary Morris looks at you and Ice and says, Wait, Van Housen's dead? They blew his head up? Yeah, and I had such a great plan to erase his memory. Mary Morris looks impressed. He says, Well, I'll be old, um, if you're if you're impressed with the erase memory trick, it's an old, um, it's an old elf trick with, uh, some lace. And, uh, but I can't think to say that our group is really responsible for the... Uh, I think Katindari would actually make a scanner's reference. Or, um, the mushy watermelon explosion, but I'd certainly like to get my few licks in on his ghost. Well, I'm gonna turn this place upside down, make sure there's no bugs, and plan an escape route if needed. You two, uh, wait, Rigor Mortis. Yeah. My gun. Uh, he hands it back to you. I still has to pay me, so I can't have you killing him yet. He grins at you. So the room itself is a, is a suite with the, uh, the entrance hall. Entrance hall leads past the bathroom on the left, and a closet on the right. And from the entrance hall, you go into you get into a kitchen and dining area. And then beyond the kitchen and dining area, there's a living space with a sofa and coffee table and trit screen and all that stuff. And uh, that wall, that far wall in the living area is the our windows. Um, the blinds are drawn. And then on the left and right of the living room is a door, each leading to a bedroom with an ensuite bathroom. Um, the bedrooms are furnished with a queen-size bed, a desk, and a chair, as well as a modest closet. Um, do any of the rooms have a window that opens easily? No, you're on the third floor, so the windows are all restricted from opening. Okay. How thick's the glass? Uh, it doesn't look that thick. It looks like just your standard, maybe double-pane window-type glass in okay. an aluminum frame. So, um, escape plan is blow a hole in all the windows, jump out one of them. Um, at least that's all I can think of right now. Ice is looking around, he says, uh, yeah, we could do that. We could take the sheets off the beds and, and knot them up into a, a rope to get out of here. Oh, I have a better idea. And Dinder pulls the, like, her, what is it called? Her, uh, grapple, grapnel out of, like, her holster on her back for it. And then just, like, waves it a little bit. Roof, stick on the roof until they decide that they were too much, uh, problem to deal with and if that doesn't work catwalk to the next roof yeah okay i like it so um no sheet tying up yeah no sheets probably a good thing or we wear the sheets and sneak out of here like that blanket ghosts yeah that's a good one we might fit in with the locals more i remember um one time we were trying to catch a, a group of lays heads back in uh Karasir. And uh, they uh, they thought it would be a great idea to, to try to sneak away from their den with uh, sheets over their head. I'll tell you, people look walking around looking like Halloween ghosts doesn't um, exactly appeal to uh, Karasir peace officers. They didn't get off well. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh <sighs> man, you should have seen it when they brought that when when they brought us when they brought them in. They were so confused. All right, well, what do you want to do? You want to bust out of here now? 
Well, I, mean, I could be wrong. As far as I'm concerned, nothing's happened so far. So, if your reputation is as big and bad as uh, it seems to be, uh, only maybe two people will bother us tonight, and I'd say that's a win. I'd say we just try not to kill anyone. Alright. That'd be a good idea, at least. Yeah, I'm good with that. Ice heads into the kitchen and fills a glass with tap water. Anybody else want anything? I would go check for a, a vending machine so I could get a soy calf, but that's probably not the best idea. Yeah, I wouldn't go wandering around. Especially when we're trying to lay low. He looks at Maddie, or he looks at rigor mortis and says, You hungry, Maddie? Um, and the, uh, the question seems to sort of cut through the tension that's been building up between ice and, and rigor mortis. The smaller man just sort of, in answer, snarls incoherently and lunges at ice, knocking the glass of water from his hand. He's screaming now, screaming in rage, and as he sort of starts pummeling ice, the large man is just looking down at his feet as if he can't really look at rigor mortis, can't look him in the eye. So this might be a weird one. I think Deandre would try to catch the glass as it falls before she like breaks up this fight. All right. Uh, make a athletics or make a uh, agility plus reaction test. No modifiers. Four. Yeah, you see it coming. You've been sort of watching this tension building between ice and rigor mortis, and you see it coming. And as rigor mortis attacks ice, knocking the glass out of his hand, you've already started moving, and you grab it just as it's sort of flying towards the sofa, and. Uh, catch it without even spilling a drop. Unfortunately, you're the only one there to admire your catch. As Ice is looking down at the floor, trying to defend himself, and Rigor Mortis is attempting to inflict pain upon the man. I think um, Dean Dare would uh, set down the glass and then try to pull Rigor Mortis off of Ice. <clears throat> Ice has got his hands up, and he's just sort of letting Rigor Mortis tire himself out at this point. Uh, are you going to try and grab... How are you going to try and break it up? I think Deander would just try to get her arms, like, under Rigor Mortis's arms, or, like, in, like, a lifeguard hold where you, like, hold someone from their underarm to their shoulder, just to kind of pull him, pull Rigor Mortis back. Do you have any uh, unarmed combat skills? I do, actually. Should I roll unarmed combat? Yeah. Okay. Three. All right. Three hits... See, Rigor Mortis is not really paying attention to you, so he does have unarmed combat. He's gonna pose your attempt at negative two. And I forgot to turn on modifiers, but that's okay because he failed anyways. So Rigor Mortis rolled four dice, got no hits. Um, so you basically just walk up behind him and, and grab him restraining his arms he's he's just shouting at ice he's not even paying any attention to you um his voice is completely cracked as he's swearing at ice saying you fragging piece of dreck you left me to rot for 18 years you were my friend we were friends i saved your life he shouts ice is still not looking up you can see a little flow of blood coming from his lip <clears throat> he says ice says I know. I'm sorry. I thought you were dead like the others. 
I saw the chopper destroy the van and I ran, and I've been running ever since. Rigor Mortis is still struggling against you, so make another... Actually, just make a strength and agility test. Strength agility? Since you've already got him restrained. Well, a one. Yeah, that's strength and agility. So, one. Alright. In a surprising burst of strength, Rigor Mortis is able to get one of his hands free from you and hit ice again before you grab the uh, grab the arm again and uh, he says you didn't even check to see if I was dead did you? You didn't even make an attempt. No. I'm sorry is all Ice is able to say you feel the fight go out of rigor mortis Rag this he says. He looks at you and says you can let me go. I'm done You're done? I'm Better done be. And then I think Dinder would almost like for show, set Rigor Mortis down instead of like letting go of him. Like the difference is, like Dinder wants Rigor Mortis to know that she could just pick him up at any other time as well if it gets out of hand again. He looks at you, says, "Yeah, he's not worth it. He's not worth my effort." No offense to you, lady. Thank you for getting me out of there. Well, if we're being if we're being kind to each other right now, I guess. Um, Hello, my name's Cian Kalmay. I'm a registered, uh, I'm not, I can't say that anymore. Um, well, usually we start with I feel statements. So? I feel grateful to you for breaking me out of that hellhole. Thank you, but uh, this is not entirely about me. So how about ICE? They give us an, an I feel statement. Rigor Mortis interrupts you says, Look, I don't know you anything, do I? Not unless Ice doesn't pay me. He snorts again. Free advice, I would stay away from this hoop fragging piece of trek. He motions at Ice. Yeah, I tend not to run with Gokukos, but um, Ice has gotten on my good list recently. And usually when someone does you a solid, you don't end up shoving them in the gutter, you know? Not usually, at least. He left me to rot in prison for 18 years, so keep that in mind. Oh, um, if we get in that situation, I fully intend to kill Ice. First thing I have, the first chance I have. Well, kill is probably the wrong word to use there. But Ice, you will see me on the field of combat if you leave, if you leave me in prison for 20 years. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I've learned my lesson. Good. By the way, Rigor Mortis, you should need, you also, you also, uh, you also Prokop Skillful. He's the one who found you and got us together to get you out. Rigor Mortis looks at you and, and Ice and says, Rag, really? I'm not sure whether I would have preferred to stay in prison or not, learning that I have to be associated with that character again. He looks at you, he says, you're not working for Prokop, are you? Well, actually I am. Uh, good luck. He's the reason I spent 18 years in jail. Well, aside from this, this dreckhead right here not coming to rescue me. I hope that my connections in Karasira are enough to keep me out of some Seattle um, clink sink, but uh, probably not. So I hope I'm to be able to. He's a double crossing snake. I hope to be able to put my knife in my own heart before then. Well, keep it handy then. You're running with dangerous company. I think D and Dare like 
puts her hand on her sword and like rattles it almost. At that point, Dean Deer, your comm ring starts beeping. I think Dean Deer is going to take a peek at it first. It's Brown Dog. Don't kill each other. And uh, Dean Deer steps into another one of the suite rooms and uh, answers the phone, answers her comm link. Uh, I think she always answers comm links in Spirithil, so like, Sawase, or whatever. There's a there's a second of hesitation on the other eye, and then, ah, uh, hey, uh, Dinder? Yes. Is that you? What's up? Uh, I never get used to that, that, your way of answering. Um, so, uh, your friend Pokop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, he sort of put the word out on the street, sort of subtle and quiet the way he does. Uh, that he's looking for for a word on a particular meta called Ryan, Rian, an elven mage who worked for Mitsuhama. Is that your brother that you're trying to find? Brown dog. I think uh, we should have a sit down about this later. I'm, uh, how do you say, in the middle of a job right now, and I don't like to discuss personal matters while um, in the middle of something. Oh, oh okay. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, so, well, before you go, I just gotta, I gotta let you know, I, I, somebody's contacted me about this, and I just wanted to know, should I, should I, should I set up that meet myself, or with you, or, or, or should I take it to the man? I, I feel like... Who is it? Uh, small-time runner who does jobs for me sometimes, he calls himself Buzz. I feel like, I feel like if I set it myself, set it up myself, it shows some initiative, you know, get the big man to notice me. What do you think, okay? That's a good idea. Um, send uh, Buzz. I'd like to meet with Buzz if before I bring him to Procop, because even if we do need to bring him to Procop, I don't think we do, first of all, but just uh, send him an invite to Olga's. It might be a good place. Olga's tea room. Oh, okay. Down in uh, Coma. All right, got it. Uh, I'll, I'll get in touch with you with the, with the details, all right? Okay. Stay safe. You too. I'll He's contact you when we're done. Uh, I think uh, it, when any uh, mention of Rian comes up, Dinder just goes like the equivalent of ghost white for a, for a green elf. She she gets very pale. Like uh, so, I think Dinder comes out of the other room like a completely different shade of green than when she went in. And her eyes probably have like darkened, or the stars that are in her eyes have like darkened a little bit. Yeah, the two, the two guys in the room look at you. I just heard about a ghost. I think Dan Dare would use like a spirithil idiom that means something like that, like hearing about something you don't want to hear, like um, I just had a fox whisper in my ear, something like that. Ice looks at you and says. What does that mean? I think Dean just screws up her face. Um, like, translating idioms is hard in the best of times. Um, so she screws up her face and it's like, well, the direct translation is, I just ate a fox's words. Um, but it means something like, you've just heard or experienced something you don't like to experience, I think. At least that's how I use it. Uh oh. I don't like the sound of that. Well,. Once babysitting's over, you'll get to hear all about it, so. Okay, so it's not pertaining to our current situation, then? Nope. All right. Well, 
I think we should probably, uh, if we're gonna stay here, we should probably set up some kind of schedule for who's keeping watch. I don't really trust the quiet. How hard are you? Because I'm fine, so... We don't... I am too, but I'm wondering what we should do about the, uh, the Cortex bomb. He looks at rigor mortis, and rigor, this is, now it's rigor mortis' turn to go pale, as it's been implied so far, but this is the first time somebody's actually said the words Cortex bomb to him. Well, you know a Ripper doc? I don't know anybody in Seattle anymore. I know very few people. And I think my Ripper Doc wouldn't want to see a norm, so... Let's just, um... I hate to say the best solution is wait till tomorrow and try to get Cecile in on it. But, um... Unless you know another Decker or, uh... No, well... Ripper Doc. I guess we could call Procop. Let's keep him out of this for a little bit, at least. Let's keep that as a fallback. How's that? Rigor Mortis says, sounds good to me. Keep him far away from me. As far as I know, he's put the cortex bomb in my head himself. At the worst, I can, uh, I think Deander would say Brown Dog's name, but in Sparethial, like, the words for Brown and Dog, like, right after each other, um, instead of saying Brown Dog's name, I can contact him and I can get a Norm River Doc to see to you. Or, if we need another, we can find one. Ain't that the chip truth? Ice looks at Rio Morris and says, well, I guess you're just gonna have to stay chill, Rig. Ice is, Rigor Morris is ignoring Ice at this point. Well, if we're staying here. Every now and then his hand sort of creeps up and sort of like holds down the, uh, the head jammer, you know, making sure that it's still in place. Rag me, he says. I get busted out of jail. Ice shows up. Pro Cop's back in the game. And of course, I've got a head jammer on. Typical. Well, maybe, um,. Maybe we can just sleep tonight off, and tomorrow Ice can get us some greasy fucking Chinese food. Alright, at that point, there is a knock on the door. I think Deandre, like, not by instinct, but like, as the, as the, the I guess the newest member to this group, in terms of uh, these two, Deandre starts going to the door to like, look through the peephole. All right, as you approach the door and look through the people, you hear a, a female voice on the other side of the door say, Snohomish security personnel, open up. And as you look through the people, you see a female human in a uniform. Um, and behind her, there's a human male in the same uniform holding a shotgun pointed at the floor. I think I, I try to like turn to ice and use like hand signs to tell him like to come over here. That's an easy one, I guess. But like, yep. the, the, the back end, I guess. You beckon Ice over, and he looks at you questioningly. I think Deander gets really close to Ice, like uncomfortably close, it whispers in his ear. Should we, should I sneak out? Or do we have another way to head? Uh, why don't you take rigor mortis into one of the other bedrooms and uh, maybe prepare our exit strategy? Sounds like an idea. Um, we'll stay close to the door in case you get in a brawl, but, uh, try not to kill anyone. I'll do my best. And I think Deandre just walks over and grabs Rigor Mortis and goes to the closest bedroom that has a window. You hear Ice call out, uh, what do you want? 
and the, the, the woman on the other side says, Open the door. We're here for the elf. Says, I don't know what you're talking about. And the woman says, We know she's in there with you. If you don't open the door up, we're going to open it up. You're not going to like it. I think at this moment, uh, Dindare like leans down to Rigor Mortis and goes and tells him really quickly, Plan A. And she like pushes the gun into Rigor Mortis's hands. Shoot out the window. Say I threatened you. I'll leave. Plan B is uh, if I get uh, trigger happy, we well, you know what to do from then, I guess. Okay. So plan A, shoot out the window, and you get out through the window. Yep. I don't really like that plan. You're going to be on your own out there. What if they've got other people out there waiting for us? Um, I'm fairly accomplished in sneaking away. At worst, I have a high-speed vehicle. He looks, uh, he looks doubtful. You can tell that he's, uh, he's questioning this plan of action. At best, I blend in. At least to rooftops. Says, I'd rather go with you, but I'm not leaving that fragger ice here to go out a hero. Well, it's considerably safer for you two to stay here than for me to have to drag you around, jumping from rooftop to rooftop, so... At that point, there's a blast of a shot, and everybody needs to roll initiative. Well, not as good, but... How many initiative passes do you get? I have three total. I get one and then plus two for my wire reflexes. So, Ice is going to roll his initiative. He gets three passes as well. Ice is going on 18. Deandre, you're going on 12. Rigor Mortis is going on 10. And then... Your opponents are going on 7, 12, and 7. Okay, so Ice is going on 13. He's going first. However, we are going to resolve the, uh, the shotgun blast. All right, so my understanding is that Ice is... A, in full cover, obviously, because he's behind a door. So the door has to take damage first, which is in barriers. So we're going to say this is a pretty flimsy door, so it's cheap material with an armor rating of 2 and a structure of 3. Since the guy is standing right in front of the door with a shotgun, I'm not going to have him roll to see whether he misses the door. I think he's probably competent enough to hit the door from three feet away. Um, so what I am going to say is that basically the structure rating, so this, his shotgun does 7p damage, so it blows a hole through the door. Um, so I'm going to say that the door absorbed 3p of damage and Ice is going to resist the additional 4. Ice, Ice is wearing his armored jacket. Actually, I'm wondering if he has to resist any damage. Sometimes these roll 20. Nope, that's not what I wanted to Yeah, but he, the attacker got two net hits. Ice is going to make his defense roll. Ice didn't really react very well. Maybe the, uh, as he was talking to the woman and looking for the people, the, the guy behind him was obscured, so he didn't notice him level the shotgun and fire through the door. So he got two additional, he got two net hits plus the uh, reduced damage from the shotgun 
you hear you hear the shotgun and you hear ice in the background uh take around and then it's your turn the, the question here is does dnj think that ice is is competent enough or at least would understand what dnj is trying to do by making uh river mortis lie about gender threatening them um actually can i roll judge intentions here to to figure out if ice if dnder knows that ice would pick up on this plan if if dnder started enacting it yeah i was just going to recommend the same thing do yeah you have a feeling i mean you think that ice would understand what you're trying to accomplish i think um dnder whispers to rigor mortis like really quickly um let's try plan plan a plan a i'll hang around if it doesn't work then i'll come back and like she stands she goes and stands like directly next to the window and gets ready to do her thing and like grapple up to the roof okay um you hear some yelling in the hallway it sounds like you know using your your law enforcement your knowledge of law enforcement skills and tactics you hear them uh you hear whoever's out there in the hallway calling for backup um and saying that uh, the subjects are resisting. You hear a pistol fired. I always forget if Ice, ha- if Ice carries a pistol or not, and I don't think he does. I guess you could make a memory check. Two. Yeah, Ice was carrying a pistol. He was carrying a Colt Manhunter. That's not what you're hearing. Okay. I think um, Dindar doesn't hear body sitting on the floor yet, so I think she's going to attempt to continue with this plan. Sounds like an Ares Predator to you. Nothing happens from it, or no audible effects from that pistol shot. You hear another pistol shot. Again, just the pistol shot. Rigor Mortis pulls the trigger on your pistol. Gun goes off, and the window shatters. I think Dindar would follow through with the plan and shoot her grapple, grapple up to the roof and try to start climbing. Or at least start using the the winch on her grapnel gun and to get out. Okay, we can say that you had a held action. Basically, you know, you, you whispered something to Rigor Mortis, which was a free action. Um, you read the grapple gun, which would be a simple action. Uh, is that actually a complex action to use the grapple gun? Um, it, it says that it's an exotic ranged weapon skill to wield it as a thing that it would like firing a gun. So it would be a... So at that point, if we say Deidre had a, a held action. She basically leans out the window, looks up. You're shooting. You're going for the roof, right? Yep. I do not have any eye enhancement. I have low light vision in my vision. in my racial traits. Okay, so you're not going to take a visibility modifier for it being dark outside. Yay! All right, so it's just going to be a straight test with your your grapple gun. Should I use my? Um... Should I use my pistols, or should I default on exotic weapons, which is what it says to be used as a weapon? Yeah, you're going to have to default. Okay, so I'll default. Exotic weapons is an agility skill. Exotic ranged weapons is agility. So, um, one. And I do not have any edge left. Alright, you feel the grapple. You get a good shot. The grapple flies up and catches on the parapet. But just as you you give a tug on it to see whether or not it's actually secure, it comes loose and comes down at you. 
I think uh, Dean Dare would start swearing loudly in Sparathiel. I have an alternate grappling hook, I think. I thought I did, it's on my charmer. Um, the grapple is on a winch, so you can basically reel back in the grapple yeah. and go again. I was, I was thinking that would that take, like, the amount of time in which goes in between two initiative passes, right? So it, I, I could reel it up and try again on another initiative pass, or do I need to, like... Call it a complex action to reload it. Okay. So on your next pass, basically, you would reload it. I wanted to, like, if Deandere could change her glamour on the flop, like, the, the paranatural part of it. I want to say no, just because I don't feel like it's a voluntary... Um, it doesn't seem like it's a voluntary ability or trait. Okay. Or did you see it that way? I didn't. I was like, I feel like this is like the basic state. And if, if she if she even wanted to try, it would be very difficult. So I was just wondering what your interpretation of it was. So I'm just going to stay there. Okay. So on the second pass, it's Ice's turn. Ice actually retreats into the room that you're in. He has his pistol out and it's pointing into the living room and he's looking back at you guys and he says, what's the plan? Are we still not killing people? You can see that he's injured. I'm not going to leave it to Ice. Um, I think Deandere would respond, point your gun at me, dumbass, I'm the one threatening you. And then like try to get Ice to play along with it and like raise her sword up at Ice in the like, come on, play along kind of way. Ice rolls his logic plus intuition and actually gets three hits. And you see the comprehension dawn on his face and he swings the gun around. It does still look a little bit dubious. Um, uh, at that point, Deandre, like mouths to him, just please don't. Yeah, he's got, he's got his gun sort of pointed in your direction, but he's like, you can see on his face, he's like, not a good idea. All right, so so it went from ice, so he retreated back into your room, communicated with you. Um, so that's all he's doing, it's your turn. Dindere is going to hit the button to wind up her wind, I guess, and at that point she's going to take a step closer to rigor mortis and like looking at him in like the, I'm just playing along, I'm not gonna hurt you way. Put the tip of her rapier against the like, the, the like divot in his collarbone okay. between his neck and his collarbone. He's still got your gun in his hand too. Mm-hmm. It's like as the winch winds back up, we're going to stay like this because the winch winding up is a complex action. Uh, uh, I think I think Deandre would again mouth uh, to ice to shoot a couple times at like motioning towards her, make it believable kind of thing. Because uh, I think we would be the only two with initiative passes left. Actually, so. actually, your opponents, three of your opponents have a second initiative pass. Okay. Well, let's see how this goes. You hear out in the hallway, you hear um, again, sort of the, the clipped jargon of you know, somebody who's been trained in small units tactics saying They've retreated into the room. What do you want us to do? And then uh, you hear silence for a second. And then um, then you hear somebody saying, Breach, damn it, breach! And you hear another shotgun blast. And uh, sounds of the door coming apart. 
in the, uh, the main hallway. So rigor mortis only has one pass. Those guys use their pass to basically regroup and blow open the door. Um, third pass, Ice is looking at you going, and he says, sort of just audible to you guys in the room, I don't think this is going to work. I'll try to stay close. Uh, if it doesn't, I'll come back. Let's try it first. He motions, he moves so that he's not standing with his back to the door. He's not got his gun trained at the door, he's still trained it at you, but he's looking down into the uh, into the living room of the suite. Alright, so on your second pass, you, res- you, you retrieve the grapnel. So on your third pass, you have a ready grapple gun again. Grapnel gun? Grapple gun? I, I say grapnel because I'm stupid, but, but you can say whatever you want. Um, now, it should be... They, they call it a grapple gun, but it shoots a grapnel. Um, so I'm going to do it in the same kind of just audible to the people in the room. Shoot at me, make it believable. If they if they ask why you didn't open the door, tell them I was threatening brother. And then I kind of attempt to rush out the window. All right, so make another both ice and rigor mortis. I'm going to give rigor mortis a uh, pass to fire a shot since he's not aiming. And ice basically had a held action at this point. So both of them fire, and you make a another attack with your grapple gun. Uh, exotic ranged weapon sets default on agility 2. Alright, this time the grapple goes up, catches on the uh, roof. You give it a, a tug and you feel that it's caught. And uh, at this point you can start retrieving yourself. Uh, and I, I tell them, shoot a few times. Yeah, make it believable. They both get one shot off as you're going out. Uh, and I'm going to yell some like Sparethial swears at them. Alright, let's roll initiative again. Ice goes first and fires off another two rounds from his pistol. Basically all as you're being re- as you're retrieving yourself up to the roof with your, your grapple gun, you hear gunshots and glass shattering. Um, you make it to the top of the roof at in this pass. I think Deander wouldn't try to make it all the way to the roof in this pass. Um, she'd try to stay close enough to, like, here through the window. Basically, you can do that, I would say, also, again, as a held action. You're basically suspended a couple of feet, maybe a meter above the window. Gunshots are coming out through the window. The biggest part of the window is basically shattered into a couple hundred fragments that are now raining down into the parking lot. Um, you hear, uh, you hear gunshots from further inside the inside the uh, the suite, and you hear somebody shouting, "Contact left! Contact left!" And then you hear the gunshots from a from an Ares predator. You hear rigor mortis open fire. You recognize the sound of your own gun. Uh, make a perception test. What? There's a lot of noise going on down there. You definitely recognize uh, the sound of your own pistol, obviously. Um, and you do notice that it does not seem to be coming out the window. It appears that rigor mortis is firing into the room. Dumbass. Dumbass. So you hear him firing. 
Are you at this point, are you doing anything with your held action or, or just let me know when you want to jump in with your held action? I will. Um, I think Dindar is, she's kind of stuck on this plan and she kind of hoped that they'd execute it well, but it doesn't look like they're going to. So she's, she's going to wait a little longer to jump back in if... Uh, more gunfire, more Ares Predator fire from inside. Um, probably from the living room into the bedroom. Um, I think Dindar would scream at them, go, drop your guns, under idiots. And, uh, but then she would tr get like closer to the window, but not like peek in. Like cl close enough where if she were repelling, she could like kick off and end up inside the room. Now you hear a shotgun blast. Oh, shotgun isn't the best. All right, he gets a hit. So far, all of these guys have shot at ice and none of them hit. Yeah, you hear the shotgun go off, all sorts of gunfire, things just sort of, I mean, the glass coming out of the window, but now you see like dust and smoke billowing out of the window as like everybody just seems to be starting to open fire in there. I think Dinder would jump back in. She's abandoning this plan. At this point, you're, you're in here and you see ice and rigor mortis have basically taken cover by the door and have their weapons pointed in this direction at the doorway. And you basically see this table right here is all shot up. The lamp on it's destroyed. There's bullet holes all through this area right here. Oh, well, we have icons, right? Tokens. Uh, so. you know, glad somebody here is thinking. Clearly you haven't had your coffee. So at the door, you partially see one of the guys. You idiots. Have you never, have you never been a hostage before? Come on. Ice looks at you and he just says, they just started shooting. Damn it. There was no negotiation going on. I actually don't think they're here for you. They're, they're here for me. Well, I could have said that. That would have been nice. <sighs> Ice has got his pistol up and he fires at the, uh, the goon that sort of half in, half out of the doorway aiming a pistol into the goon. Um, so the, the guy's got partial uh, cover? No, partial cover. And Ice is firing with his uh, Colt Manhunter. I wonder why firing from cover is a negative two attack modifier. I feel like in this situation where he's basically kneeling behind a bed with his... All right, so Ice fires. Gun you know, noises. A little, more, a little bit more than one shot, but you know. Ice gets four hits. Ice gets three net hits. Ice is plus one AP because he's using gel rounds. Ice is actually trying not to kill people here. How kind of him. I guess I should think about using my shock pearls instead of pulling my sword out then. So that would be seven stun. However, this guy's pretty heavily armored and soaks three of that, so he takes four stun. Your turn. Let me pull up my shock pearls just so I know what I'm, uh, what I'm supposed to use with them. I think they're just melee weapons. They're a melee weapon. I think I'm going to use my shock pearls. So you have to come in physical contact with them? Yeah, I basically have to make a melee attack. Um, on my armor, the shock frills are like around my hands. So they look kind of like fur, I guess, when not in use, but I'm gonna activate them and just run up and All right. try to hit the guy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to yeah, run up and melee attack. Well, not run, I'm gonna walk over and <laughs> attack. Um, unarmed combat. That's two hits for unarmed combat. He's going to attempt to block your attack. 
Two net hits, which you add to the weapon damage. Two net hits against one defense. Or two net hits. Um, so what? I'm, I'm looking for my weapon damage. I think the shock, the shock frills just translate normal melee. Oh no! It says shock frills six, six s. Six s. Okay. So that's eight damage. So he resists it with. Um, with ha- his body and half of his impact, unless it's metallic. Oh, he got three hits. So, um, he takes five stun damage. You run up to him and clap both of your wrists to the side of his neck, and you feel the electricity discharge into him, and he starts jittering and yowls sort of incoherently as his eyes roll back up into the into his skull. You're pretty sure you've you've done him some severe damage. All right, so it's his turn next, actually. And what he is going to do is he's pointing his gun at Ice. He's actually going to make a unarmed combat test against you to try to push you away from him. That's his sort of his initial reaction to the situation. With wound modifiers, he rolled two dice. He got one hit as he tries to basically use his elbow to push you away from him. And I guess you're going to resist that with... Unarmed combat, right? Four. His feeble attempt to push you away, he's obviously still rather stunned, so his feeble attempt to push you away fails miserably. And at that time, point, rigor mortis fires at two. Um, Ian, you right your roll, roll your edge... Just your straight edge plus two. Edge plus two. Two. All right. Just wanted to make sure that Rigor Mortis didn't accidentally hit you. Rigor Mortis got two hits. Bullet sort of whizzes by you. I take it your pistol is not, has got regular arm ammo loaded? Um, yes, it does. Unless you think Stick and Shuck would break open the window. Um, probably not. Yeah, so it would be normal ammo. And he gets no hits, so what's the uh, the damage on your weapon? Um, it's 5p. I think, yeah, because all of my weapons are the same damage, except for, uh, yeah, except for my, uh, the shark pearls. They're all five. This guy's fairly heavily armored. The bullet doesn't penetrate, but it does fill up his stun condition track, and, uh, he basically, the impact of the bullet knocks him over and he falls limply to the ground. I'm assuming that's him unconscious. So at that point, number three opens fire on you with his pistol. That's number three. Yes, there's no cover there. You got partial cover because the doorway and the other guy is sort of between you, so he's sort of firing past his partner. So partial cover, you've got plus two. He gets three hits. I think I'm going to go full defense. Full defense is dodge plus reaction plus modifiers. Uh, We're defaulting, and then it's plus two on my defense. Great. Zero. So you're basically using up your next pass's complex action. Yep. You got zero hits on your full defense, so he's got three net hits. Um, what's your what's your armor? Camouflage suit. It's 9-7. Um, that's how I use ballistic. Okay, so, so you need to resist 8p physical damage. Um, it's 9. So you would roll body plus eight. Body plus eight? Okay. Okay, so you took three physical damage. Okay. Two, three. 
Love that. And then the last guy in their order, um, he's the guy with the shotgun. He basically points to that through the door and fires at ice again. Okay. He's been really doing very well at that so far. Been doing great. All right. So he got three hits. Ice is going to do his defense test with five hits. So he basically just moves slightly to the side and the, the shotgun blast misses him and tears up the, uh, the duvet and pillow and stuffing goes flying all over the place. He returns fire for six hits. The guy with the shotgun gets zero hits. Oh, this is going to hurt. Uh, he actually critically failed. Yeah, so basically Ice just shoots him right through the forehead and he goes down. Sounds like fun. Oh, well, he... Um, and that was with gel round so he basically shot him through the eye with a gel round wow the gel round went through into his eye and just exploded in his head that sucks well for him it does definitely all right it's your turn there's one guy standing he hasn't quite come to the grips with the fact that the guy next to him's head just sort of mushroomed from the inside out i think i'm gonna rush out and hit him with the shock frills again. This guy hasn't been hit yet. So I rolled with no modifiers, three. That was unarmed combat, so he's going to block with unarmed combat plus reaction. He got two hits, so you got one net hit. So he does electricity resistance for um, seven damage. So he rolls his body plus half his impact armor. All right, so he got two net hits. So he takes um, five shock damage and then does shock resistance for... Um, and shock resistance was body plus willpower versus a threshold of three. And he got two hits. So, uh, so he goes down as you slap him with your wrists. You know, basically he tried to block, which was a mistake because you just basically just grabbed his arm with the shock frills. And he goes down, eyes roll up in his head, and he falls down, shaking and shivering, and his gun falls out of his hands. So he fall, he's incapacitated for a number of combat turns equal to... Two plus net hits on the attack test. So you got three, so he's going down for three rounds, or three combat turns. All right, combat, combat is over. We all drop out of initiative. Um, the smoke is clearing. You can see the guys lying there. Deandar is going to flip over the guy that's uh, that got shocked. That had, yeah, a critical electrocuted. And she's going to just like wrap up his hands with uh, some of her stealth rope. In the bedroom, you hear the sound of Ice reloading his pistol. And uh, Rigor Mortis comes out around the corner here. And he's looking down at the guys and he's going, damn. Just like old times. Ugly bastards. Raggers just started shooting, too. Well, whoever they're looking for will know in a bit, probably. Because this one's... I kick the one that I've tied. Uh, I kick, this one's still awake. He might be um, a little frazzled, but he's awake. Well, let's... Uh, Ice is standing behind Raider Morris and says, Well, let's see what they wanted. Deander's first going to turn off her, her shock frills. Um, so they, like go from standing straight around her hands to just, like, limp. Um, 
and she's going to drag number three up and kind of attempt to peel off some of his body armor and throw him onto the couch. All right, three, he's basically wearing, uh, he's just wearing an armored jacket. Yeah. Um, make a perception test. Three. Okay, yeah, he, as you, you lift him up and, and sort of get his armored jacket off of him, you uh, you also sense, you get the, you sense the telltale sort of odd sensation under under the guy's clothes. He's he's obviously got some kind of armor mod, augmentation under his skin as well. And he's just sort of groaning and his eyes are sort of half open and all you see is the whites of his eyes. Um, I pick up the, the water uh, that I put down when um, uh, what is it, Ice and uh, Rigor Mortis were fighting and I dump it on him. <laughs> He starts spluttering, gasping, and you can see he's starting to come to. You want me to be play mean old elf lady? All right. Uh, I point to Ice. I go, good cop. And I point to myself and I go, bad cop. Ice shrugs and he says, I'm not sure if that's going to work in this situation, but okay. Well, unless you want Rigor Mortis to play good cop. Uh, you know what? Actually, Rigor Mortis, you play good cop. Ice, get the door uh, covered, I guess. Fuck. Ice goes to the... Uh, Ice goes to the door. So this is the hallway out to the front door. Yep. And then I guess the there's is like beside it. This was the bathroom. The kitchen okay. is where you guys are standing now. Okay, so that's like the kitchen dining room mix. The kitchen uh, living room mix. And you've got him there. Uh, he's on Ice the couch. To cover the door. Yeah. Okay, so you've pulled him into the living room. Mm-hmm. And you've doused him, dumped the water on him, and he's sort of starting to come to and. Rigor Mortis slaps him in the face and says, Hey, Chummer, wake up. Wake up. You've got one chance at this before I let her at you. And he sort of motions over his hand at, at you. I think I think Dinder's like shaking off her hands frills, sending pulses through the shock frills so that they quiver a little bit. Yep, there's sort of little sparks and little electrical discharges running along them. And the guy comes to and... Uh, Let's see. He is going to make a quick composure check. He gets two hits, and you can see he's coming to. He's he's got control of himself, and he uh, he's looking at you and and rigor mortis, and he just uh, he actually spits at you. Brag you, you freaking pointy-eared scum! I guess that should help you play bad cop. I think the Indira, like doesn't give him the like satisfaction uh like behind him and puts her hand how about his shoulders on. makes a composure test first oh yeah that'd be a good one or oh yeah Deendir is in total control of herself she uh she kind of uh she says in sparathiel well good morning to you sir and like the the most not intimidating but like alien tone i guess you could apply to it like she puts uh what would be odd intonations in places in english um but sounds in, like you're making an intimidation check then. yep that is it i'm pretty good at intimidation not as good as my other skills but pretty damn good too would would i be physically imposing uh, we outnumber him so that's yep. plus two I'm wielding an obvious weapon. 
yep. which is another plus two. And I have caused him physical pain <laughs> with the shock frills. So that is another plus two. So plus six in total. Yeah, so he's not doing real well here. Um, he has to default. Actually, he does have an intimidation skill. Five on intimidation. And he's actually got a negative. All right. He starts uh, He starts shaking in fear. And he's, what do you want? What do you want? Come on. I'm sorry. Just let me go. Please don't hurt me. So, why were you here? We're, we were supposed to take you and, and, and that guy over there, Ice, into custody. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. The cat's what the captain said to do. She's she's downstairs. She's gonna be here any second. Please just let me go. I don't wanna get caught in the middle of this firefight. I think I like look at uh look at Rigor Mortis and like motion my head towards the room and like whisper we could put him out the window. Like just loud enough for him to hear. For rigor mortis and the person to hear, like I'm, I don't want ice to hear this. Right? I don't want. I want it to look like I'm just trying to tell rigor mortis, but in the end, I'm in. I end up telling him. Rigor mortis looks at you and looks at him and says, "Yeah, I actually sort of think that's a good idea. That's what he wanted, right? He wanted to be out of this firefight." Yeah. Should I uh, let him down swift or let him down slow? Uh, hey, I say he's got one chance to go down slow, and he looks at the guy and says. How many more people are downstairs waiting for us? And the guy's like, no, don't throw me out the window, please. It's, there's just four, but they've got the captain with them. She's down there. Rigor Mortis looks at you and says, that your choice, swift or slow. I don't care. I like swift and I grab him by like his neck. I grab the number three by his neck and start dragging him over toward the... Uh... I, he, he starts screaming, help, no, no. Uh, I get really close to him. I like squeeze his neck a little bit to get him to shut up. Get really close, and I go, "If I find Doctor Lang, soul in, and kill you again." He's crying and blubbering. He's like, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Please, you'll never see me again. Just let me out. Let me go." Well, I, I, I'm actually not going to kill him. Um, I'm going to string him up with the grappling hook that is still rooted, and unhook it from my grappling gra- uh, grappling gun or whatever. And, like, just leave him hanging there outside the window. <laughs> All right. He's twisting around out there, hanging from the rope, sort of screaming and hollering. He's calling for help. Well? Um, Ice is standing by the door. Rigor Mortis is looking at you. Um, room is in shambles, obviously. There's, yep. There's one dead guy and one unconscious guy lying in the doorway here. Oops. Uh, I'm going to check on the unconscious guy and see if he's, like, to waking up. If he's not, I'm just going to leave him there. No, he's he's out of it. Unless you give him a stim patch or something like that. Um, I kind of turned to Ice and Rigor Mortis and go, this is some deep shit. Uh, so, so are we uh, are we on escape route, or are we uh, planning to try to get names and faces? Ice looks at you and he says, um... I don't know. I think maybe the roof is either the roof or down is a good choice. Down gets us to the bike. Um, I don't know how equipped you guys are for um, tight walk, tight rope walking across rooftops. I don't. I'm probably okay at it. He glances at Rigor Mortis. I'm not sure about him. I kind of look him down, look him up, and look Rigor Mortis up and down and go, Is tight rope walking your hobby too? To Rigor Mortis? Let's see. He says, Hell no. 
I'm a drone rigger. I don't try to get into the action. You hear a faint buzz and crackle, and uh, a voice comes over the uh, the intercom in the hallway. There, there are speakers in the ceiling in the hallway. That's obviously some, some kind of intercom system. Um, it's a female voice, and the person says, Boy, there, Ice. It's been a while. I've got to admit, I admire your stones jandering back into Stohomish after all these years. As if you'd think we'd forget about you. And with a green-skinned elf, no less. Your friends are getting stranger and stranger, Ice. But I've got a deal for you. Give up the elf and all is forgotten and forgiven. And then she says, Nah. I kid. There's no forgiveness for selling out the cause, Ice. Why don't you make this easy on yourself and lay down your weapons and come down to the lobby? Ice calls out, Is that you, Bria? It's been a time. I guess I had hoped you would have grown out of this nonsense and bought a farm and raised a pack of kids the way you always talked about. The voice comes back over the intercom. It's Captain Bridget O'Connor now. I outgrew those dreams, Ice, when you betrayed us. That taught me that there would be no place for my children in this world until it was restored to its natural order. Freaks like you and that crossbreed you're with have to go first. Ice looks back at you and then he shouts, How's that working out for you, Bria? Making any progress? And she says, we're about to. Um, Deander's going to make a composure check. Okay. Wow. Yeah, she's still, she's still got it all together. I think Deander takes, takes a deep breath and shouts back, I'm old enough to be your grandmother. Call me a crossbreed one more time and I'll blunt your eyes out. Voice comes back down. I can hear you, but I can't see you. Maybe you should come down to the lobby with ice and we'll... Talk this out. How about we talk with swords? How about that? What if we had a, a one-on-one? I'll even provide you with a blade. Nah, that's not gonna work for me. Hmm. Coward. Ah, doesn't matter to me. I'm the one with all the cards in this case. You guys are going down. Nice looks at you. I say we get out the window now. Sounds like a good plan. She's a mage. Well, I like my chances with mages, but I don't like yours. Um... I, I basically, like, shout back at her the worst sprethial slur you can, uh, like, say to a human. <laughs> it, it definitely is very guttural. And and then I yell, um, no matter what I says, I'm coming down there to take your tongue out myself. And then I kind of motion my head towards the window. And I'm going to attempt to, I'm going to roll con to get her to believe that I am coming down. Okay. Um... Something happens mm-hmm. in the doorway. Um, mm-hmm. The the captain had line of sight on ice and cast bind on him. So he is going to resist. She got three hits, and he is going to resist with strength since he doesn't have counterspelling. You see ice sort of start. He's like, what the frag? And he's... Uh, he seems to be moving a little bit slower. He's like, we need to get out of here. She's casting spells. Sounds like a plan. Um, Ice is Ice is a man lit enough me to scoop him up, right? Ice is what enough? A man. He's, he's short enough. Like, Deandere could pick up Ice. Uh, how tall is Deandere? I mean, it really doesn't matter how tall she is. It's more about... Are you talking about Ice or Rigor Mortis? About Ice. Because Rigor Mortis can move. Ice seems to be moving too. Um, okay. He's two meters tall. Sounds about right. Um, I think I'm gonna cross back into the other room, say to the guy, I'm gonna like grab the guy off of the rope and go, 
it's your lucky day. And then I'm gonna untie him and uh, not untie him completely, but untie him from the the grapnel rope and throw him into the closet. All right. All right. Ice is moving back in, covering the doorway. Rigor Morris is in with you. Ever gone down a stealth rope before, Ice? Uh, no. Okay. Um, and I kind of grab the stealth rope. Uh, I'm down last because I have, and I pull out the catalyst stick. I have these. So, let's go. Alright, so we're going to make a climbing test, I guess. We're getting into all sorts of weird... Uh, it's strength. It doesn't have it. Is it just strength? Yep. Alright. Alright, so Ice goes first. Ice clambers out the window and starts climbing down the rope. And then Rigor Mortis follows him, looking a whole lot more hesitant than Ice did. Oof. No hits. So I think at this point, basically... Uh, both Ice and Rigor Mortis get down. Um, even though Rigor Mortis failed his climbing test, I think he gets an assist from Ice on the way down. He like slides down the rope a little bit, and Ice and catches. And you guys are out in the back behind the uh, hotel. Um, I'm gonna use the catalyst stick to make the. Or it, it, it doesn't fall down; it just dissolves. There. You're in behind the hotel, um, and your motorcycle is. You're gonna have to go around the building to get to your motorcycle. Rigor Mortis, can you drive a motorcycle? I imagine they have people posted out front. I hand Rigor Mortis my comm link and the keys to the the motorcycle. Meet us. Uh, uh, I point okay. two blocks. Yep, north. we'll do. Ice looks at you and him hesitantly says, "Are you sure it's a good idea leaving him alone?" I mean, I imagine that will draw immediate attention from. The people hunting us, I guess. I'm giving him. I'm letting you drive this time because you can get the bike out of that situation. At worst, uh, we could pull something. Yeah, you know what? You um, and me, let's uh, let's fire off a couple of shots. As soon as we get some distance away, let's fire off a couple of shots and see if we can attract them. No, we don't want to do that, do we? Hang on a second. Yeah. Ice pulls a uh, a flashbang from his from his belt and uh, throws it up into the window. This could go badly. Sounds like fun. Yep. Uh, let's Hang go. on, he's going to roll this flashbang. And you know what? He's going to edge it. Oh, shit. Yeah, he lobs a flashbang up in through the window that you guys just came out of with ease, and there's a muffled bump and flash. And he says, well, hopefully that draws their attention. Let's get out of here. Yep. All right. Sounds like a good idea. We'll wrap it up there. Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. 
The music for the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast was written and performed by Trace Mineral. The Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons License 4.0, meaning you are welcome to use the material as long as you give us credit.